It's time for the 30A Local Show. I guarantee Bobby didn't do any prep for this. (laughs) I'm a small talker. What locals love. Public access bathroom. Where locals eat. Got any biscuits for sale in there? And other things you should know about 30A. Presented by 30A Local Properties. You're not doing anything wrong. And don't change what you're doing. Because if okay. I if I turn you down and you start talking like that, I yeah. have to turn you back up. Then it's like, I don't know. <laughs> you might find he, uh, yeah. Most guests do a good job of ignoring me. So Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Which is the plan. <laughs> We're right. trying to take the show over from him, but he's too good. He Corey is really I'm, a good radio. He's got the radio voice. He's uh, good looking. He's uh, Are we a great hugger. <laughs> we could be. We could very well be on. <laughs> Lay it on thick, Bobby. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, check it out. It's the 30A Local Show, and we've got some things coming up on 30A that I just kind of want to make some people aware about before we get to today's guest. Uh, the Sandestin uh, area has ice skating. I don't know if you know, Bobby, that I they have ice skating over there right now. Did, I don't do that any longer. I, I never I, did it. Yeah, I don't imagine you are a, much of an ice skater, are you? I, I don't. I don't skate. <laughs> I learned not to skate after I fell off my board and I was out for about six months complaining about ribs. You shouldn't skate. Gravity hurts, yeah, big guys. You're too big to skate. Yeah, really, it's terrible. Our so, guest probably doesn't skate a whole lot either. No, no. Mur- we'll you get know? to Murray. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, keep keep quiet, Murray. We'll introduce you in a second. I just oh. love that there are small <laughs> sports for small guys. You know, like surfing is a yeah. small guy sport and I'm really happy about that. Surfing would actually be way better for me. It's a lot more cushion to fall. Yeah, that's true. You just got to jump away from the board. you're just too big to get up. That's the, the man that hurts. big guys like you. <laughs> that hurts yeah. to be like, man, it's a real pretty <laughs> view out here. I think I'm going to take a couple sets off here, guys. <laughs> just kind of stare at the horizon. Sandestin has ice skating. Take the kids out there. It's right there in the village of Baytown Wharf. Uh, December is here, man. Can you believe it, Bobby? We oh, got, my goodness. It is crazy. So thinking of some things that are coming up in December, I kind of have two highlights here that are that are happening. Uh, the Pops concert at Seaside's coming up on the 19th. That's always awesome. This year, they're featuring the Pensacola Symphony Orchestra. All that information is definitely available at 38.com or at SeasideFL.com. And uh, something we featured on the interview I did with Leonard Skinner on the 38 Local Show. I can't uh, believe I was sick that day. Johnny Colt. Really, oh, wow. Yeah, the, the great, biggest. Great, great. It was, yeah, great it was so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Colt is a local guy, and uh, he's the bassist for Leonard Skinner. Uh, he lives over in Blue Mountain Beach. He won't care. He also surfs out of Blue Mountain Beach all the time. Uh, and he's doing the winter solstice run. Amavita Coffee is a big part of this, and it's a great charity. So go check that out uh, um, online. But it, it benefits Project Congo, and we go over that on the show with Johnny Cole. So if you want to go back and listen to why we're doing the winter solstice run here. But here's what it is. It's quite crazy. I guess you would almost call it a ultra marathon. 40 miles is the race. Are, 40. You, are you doing it, Corey? I'm going to not do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of like doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to not do it, and I'm going to try and uh, make make light of it. They also have a half solstice option, which is 20 miles, and you can do a relay. You run 10 miles, uh, or you can just do one mile and have, what, 40 different friends run a mile? Yeah, wow. (laughs) I can't even imagine running 40 miles. No, 40 miles. But you get to run with the bases with Leonard Skinner. He's doing it. Is he going to do it? Wow. He's doing it, absolutely. And uh, Casey uh, Tyndall got us in touch with uh, Johnny Colt, and good luck to Johnny on that. And that's December 19th. Uh, there's also a lot of great things happening on uh, the 38th area all December, and we look forward to seeing everybody down here for the holidays. The lights are going up all over the place, and it just feels awesome. So let's talk about uh, our guest today. Uh, it is uh, Murray Balcom. 
And uh, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Cool. Bobby, take it over. Hey, Murray. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm, I'm excited to, to grab and, and talk with Murray a little bit. You know, Murray came on board about, what, uh, how many months June. ago? June, yeah. And um, it's funny, as we've been building and growing this brand, I always thought about Murray and, and um, always felt like uh, we'd end up working together. I don't know why that is. I just felt that coming. I think we've always kind of connected real well. And and uh, I like to um, uh, get smart people around me, and, and and Murray's probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met. So he's definitely way smarter than me. I know you're gonna Here's make that a jab, dollar bill. But, but, oh. yeah, that's where Corey's gonna make a jab at that. It's not hard. No, to be I smart. mean we're looking at him on your your TV here. He looks good in a suit. He looks good in a suit. He's um, yeah, he's got uh, what two daughters, a son and a daughter, um, right. and wife Rebecca. Yeah, that's right. So running is a spectator sport for me. Nice. Yes, he's, he's not going to be doing the forty either because he does the forty every day of, of his life. I so, love it. Uh, How old are your kids? Uh, they're two and a half and four. Oh, you're right in the middle of the bunker right now. It's a uh, that's a good age. They're, you're getting grenades from every direction right now, aren't you? They're like <laughs> angels when they sleep. Yes, it is the best time. <laughs> it is the best time. Yeah, we've got six year olds and. Uh, People always ask me, dude, this goes back to the Soul Sister run, and I'm not going to run in it, but they always say, you know, do twins run in your family? And I was like, no, we're all lazy. So, so <laughs> I'm, I don't think that's lazy. I think that's smart. Not running in Bobby didn't get the joke. Yeah, no. That's okay. Right next Some question. of us are a little slow. Yeah, next <laughs> question, Bobby. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep on track here, and I missed exactly what you just said. So I know you did. I'm, I'm sorry for that. Kevin Boyle got it. He's laughing right now. <laughs> Kevin Boyle. That's a, yeah, don't even go there. So um, Murray goes back back to the SoWall Forum page. I don't know if you remember the, uh, uh, the forum. There was this guy on there called Smiling Joe. Nice. Okay. And he was a, you could tell, a highly intelligent guy. Um, and he never disclosed who he was. It went on for... Did you ever find out who he was? Did you, how many years did that go on for? I don't know. Several years. Several, several years. And everybody wanted to know who Smiling Joe was. Okay. Um, I kind of had a suspicion of who it was. Um, but I, I think I was wrong about the suspicion until one day in the gym... <laughs> Murray said something to me, and he didn't say he was smiling, Joe, but he did. It, I knew instantly. I was like, you're smiling, Joe. <laughs> and this is a guy that had a huge following and a huge, uh, I mean, you probably had enemies within that following, right? You were kind of a... I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess he came out of the closet in a, in a sense. Uh, did you ever expose yourself on that page, or did everyone just kind of finally figure it out? I think most people just figured it out. What kind of page are we talking about? He's exposing himself on? <laughs> it was a pre-Facebook page, so you could it call it Facebook pre- with aliases. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was pre, it was pre-Facebook. This and is going was, south. Uh, it was on the Soul, Soul Wall Forum. Okay. And it, it was, you know, people would go in there like they do on Facebook now, but he had an alias called Smiling Joe. Okay. And, I mean, everybody wanted to know who he was. And finally, we figured it out, and um, you know, I think it was about the time we became friends. Uh, we, you and I have been in the real estate business a while. I've always uh, admired Murray's. Uh, he's a, a stat guy. Uh, he knows numbers very well. He's very analytical. And, and um, let's get into what you used to you, post. Yeah. What, what, what made him stand up as a, a poster? On what, were you an instigator? Is this like a yeah. free speech alley type thing for you, or did you try and solve? 38 problems. What was your goal there? 
I don't know that I had a gold. Yeah, <laughs> the he market was, was slow. So, and he was single at the time. Yeah, he there didn't you have go. children, so he could post a lot. Single, no children, plenty of time at night. That's right. To get online and, and blog. So, so, uh, so, what did you like blogging about? What was interesting about the area that you felt you wanted to blog all the time? I think uh, the forum offered a, a place for people to talk about politics and local happenings, development. Real estate, um, a little bit of everything, and just social yeah. um, things, too. So now you're a realtor? Yes. And you're with Bobby here? And how is it working with Bobby? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Corey. Say that with a grin. Yeah. No, I, I think it's great to be around Bobby and have years of experience there and seeing someone out there doing the business, working in the business. Um, it's a great motivator. And Bobby probably doesn't realize it, but when other people are around him, they're getting excited too. And I think that excitement in an office setting where everybody shows up is uh, an exciting thing and it kind of grows uh, from within. Yeah, I agree. That's why we so started I, the show. I just wanted to hang out with him. So I do I do work, Corey. I know I, you. I, I saw know you, you working in the lawn today. It, it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was heated. It was so heated you had to go out in your front yard here. I was getting yelled at. I know. You told me. <laughs> Oh, sometimes this business is, uh, it's tough. Real estate is very tough Real right now. You've tough. got sellers that don't want to sell or appraisals coming in low and you got to tie contracts together. And I think one of the benefits of an experienced realtor is that they can look for proactive steps to take to beat the low appraisal to the punch. You've already discussed that with the buyer or the seller of what can happen. And kind of going through those steps takes a little of that edge off when it, when it, does happen on occasion. So yeah. um, let me let me ask you a question. You had a, a phrase in there: an experienced realtor. What is an experienced realtor in Thirty A? What what would you say that person is an experienced realtor in, here on Thirty A? I think experienced realtor goes into working with a lot of transactions, a lot of people. Um, coming from my situation, where I was also a managing broker of sixty to seventy five agents. Um, I saw a lot of contracts, and I got all the contracts at the problem stage. Yeah. Um, so figuring out how to work through and solve those issues to get to a closing um, is, is very helpful. Uh, like our job begins, Corey, when we get it under contract. Yeah. A lot of times people think, oh, you know, this, putting a sign out, putting an MLS, doing your, your back work is the... Uh, that's the that's the easy stuff. That's the fun stuff. When it goes under contract is when the real work begins. Like Murray said, the low appraisal, the inspection issues, and and a good experienced agent is a problem solver. And you can sometimes see a, an experienced agent in a new agent that just understands the problems of life and, and are not defeated by. You know, I have I have agents that they get, uh, you know bunch of stuff and they don't really know what to do with it you know they're still got to learn that you know life is one big problem so it's real estate right you're either in a problem headed towards a problem or leaving a problem yeah and that's it and real estate in my world and murray looking at some of your contracts like mine you and i both tend to have a you know we get we run into some dandies you know yeah i had another low appraisal yesterday by the way. oh so murray resolved it though <laughs> murray started uh, you know a few months back and been working his butt off and and um i i love to see you know him showing up and i know often uh i can't because of the children as well but i know he's working anyway any any agent on 38 doesn't matter if they're at the office or not you know they're they're working but um he had a series of i mean probably several million dollars in sales that didn't come through over some 
an appraisal or... Uh, or the wife not telling the husband that they were going to sell the property. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah that is a That's good a one. That's a real one. And, and, you know, I think the experience in this business, Bobby mentioned, you know, even new agents coming into the business, some can have that foresight to, to figure things out. And one of the things I've realized in this business is it's never the same day. We are problem solvers. So there is a systematic way to go through solving a problem. And, and that's what a lot of us have in our repertoire. So, um, But at the same time, um, it's just about figuring out, you know, surrounding yourself with good people, first of all, that knowing that you can ask a question, and that's how you're going to learn. Uh, there are new things that come into my real estate world every day for the most part. And... Um, you never have all the answers, and I think the experienced agent is also the smart agent and knowing that they don't have all the answers. Yeah, that's right. And you ask enough questions and you find them out. So our job is to go about finding out those answers in a timely manner so that they can be used in our contracts. What is the weirdest thing that has stopped a contract for you? That you can look back and say, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> Yeah, I think that one was just one that we'll never know. And that was a seller wanting to back out of a contract that I had this year, um, earlier this year. Um, did not have any logical reason for wanting to back out and tried everything to do and kept referring back to the contract that, she, you know, she didn't have the right to cancel the contract, not without risking a lawsuit um, from the from the buyer. So we ended up going through and closing it um, just by pointing out that clause in the contract where it could become a problem for. Yeah. And people have, Oh, you got, you got excited. You brought your computer in here with some stats. stats And and this is, I think a real specialty of Murray here. He's really a numbers guy. So share some of the, this market trends, if you would. And and I'm going to play some great music underneath this. So it'll kind of hype it and make it even more feverous. (laughs) So yeah, good. Well, I don't have a true format, but I've been too busy the last few months to actually run stats. And I had a little opportunity this morning to run some numbers and tie into uh, ongoing statistical um, range I have here. So the latest uh, month we have of closed sales was October. And I start to sound like a broken record every time I run stats this year because every month we're having greater number, record number of sales um, for quantity sold as well as dollar volume sold. Um, the price uh, per sale is not as strong as it was in 2005 and 2006. So we're still off of those prices, but having lower prices and a strong demand has pushed the total sales volume up along the 30A area for uh, home sales. So, you know, this uh, October was the strongest October on record going back to when we were keeping stats in 2002 and reported to ECAR, that's Emerald Coast Association mm-hmm. of Realtors, there were 744 home sales reported along 30A. Compare that to last October, and there were 649 home sales. Hmm. Total dollar volume sold was around 776 million. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, 700. No, I'm sorry. $776 million is year-to-date, 2015. That was just Dallas Beach, one house. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> just Dallas Beach. Bobby, Bobby had both sides of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, 2,000 year-to-date, October through end of October um, this year was $776 million in sales. And that is higher than the greatest uh, year on record, which was 2014. Wow. And we had uh, $608 million in sales. 
uh, through October 31st. So we're going all the way back to 2002. And yeah, the numbers prior to 2002 are pretty uh, small compared to even 2000. What about 2005? Yeah, 2005, if we're looking at, um, if you want to look at annual sales volume for 2005, we had 486 million in home sales along 30A. So that would be our peak. Wow. Yeah, well, it used to be called uh, our peak market. Now I'm referring to it as current time yeah. when we have 776 million. So roughly 30% more sales volume for this year. And that's just year to date. We haven't even closed November and December. That's crazy. Uh, where's the hot market right now? What, what of 30A? Where, where is it hot right now? Where is it? It's, it's scattered out. You know, watercolor was really strong for a long time, and now I think a lot of inventory in watercolor has slowed that down a little bit. Same with Rosemary Beach. Alice Beach has had uh, a little bit of a lull, but most recently has had some more sales there, too. So yeah, they, don't just, they don't have a lot of product in Alice it's just, Beach. It's just bits and pieces. Yeah. You're right, Bobby. One of, the, one of the toughest things to find right now, I've got a lot of people looking for condos, Gulffront condos under 800000 There's less than 10 on the market. Yeah. So appraisers are coming in saying, well, sorry, there are no comps. Well, of course there are no comps. There's nobody wants to sell. Right. Seaside was like that for a long time. People that bought in Seaside wanted a place for retirement down the road. So they didn't have a high turnover of sales, and therefore it doesn't do any good to have a sales stats for Seaside when there are no sales because nobody wants to sell. It's not that there's a lot yeah, of inventory. Yeah, very good point. So scattered up and down, that hot market right now, if you can find them, is that $500,000 condo on the Gulf. Can even I mean, a lot of were, people there are. Were, there were a hundred of them two years ago. Yeah. Um, the question is for those owners: is what do I buy if I sell this? Where do yeah. I go? And there is nothing for them to go back to. So what we're seeing is a lot of renovation. If they do want to upgrade, they're updating that 1984 condo, which we have a lot that were built between '82 and '86 on the Gulf. So they're renovating those with high finishes and totally redoing the. The kitchen. Bobby had one that he sold recently that was not remodeled. The buyer updated it and raised the price. Sold it uh, for four fifty and fixed it up. Put it back on the market for seven seven fifty. Seven fifty, and it's closed now. I think in this, and it didn't. It didn't appraise. It's one of his appraisals that fell apart, but. The seller just basically said, this is the price. And finally, a cash buyer came along and bought it. So there's your new comp in the neighborhood. You know, now now, now, now you can get an appraisal in there. That's weird. Yeah, yes. and that's... Um, interesting that's, times. It really is. And I think that... I mean, what do you think the big picture of all this is? You know, low inventory. We have a buyer. still have a lot of buyers that, you know, we're, we're working with. But, you know, well, where is this headed? I mean, are we That's turning a into question. a Malibu, a California? Are we are we going to be are we going to be pushed out of this area? The average guy going to have to go Freeport? Is that what do you think about? Where, what, let's talk about Freeport. Where do you think that's headed? Well, that's an interesting question because in 2005, 2006, that's exactly what happened that's with right. owners that were down here. They were selling their property for five times what they paid for it. Where were they going? To the Funiac Springs, yeah. in some cases. Freeport went from having $10,000 home sites to those were $150,000 home sites. So by the time you build a house 
an average house in Freeport, those would have been $400,000. And um, so Freeport's still poised. I mean, that's the next expansion. Destin's to one side, Panama City Beach to the other. And those have already kind of been done. So Freeport's Mm -hmm. that next big push where you have a lot of I did some comps there the other day, and I noted... uh, I didn't really look at residential land, but overall sales, I think we're around $52 million for the whole market of Freeport, okay? Where we're at, yeah. 30A area, seven, 740-something million. So that can only go up. Yeah. You know, that's a lot bigger than down here as well. So got the new Publix going in, which I think is going to be big. Um, I've heard rumor Walmart... A mini mart, mini small marts looking for location. One of the biggest complaints about Freeport has been um, there's no infrastructure. There's no, nothing, there's you no, know. I was just thinking that. But, but at the same time, it's a really nice area, you know. And I think with a few adjustments, um, it'll be a place to live. And Freeport has a big city park up there with baseball fields. Have fields you seen that park uh, over the there? Hammock Bay. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Right next to Hammock Bay. Yeah. 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 So that's a huge thing, Freeport. Uh, the city limits of Freeport is also one of, I think, only about eight in the state of Florida that's considered an economic zone. So they are giving back up to 85%, I believe it is, of um, wages um, that's right. for any yeah. new hires more than four people. Hmm. So it's a perfect place to go and open a business. and. They just need to go and find those businesses and that's right. teach them I, about I can, that economic I, you know, incentive. As far as, that's uh, huge. Forecasting, I think that's going to be a hot spot. Um, 30A, let's talk about that. Uh, where do you think we're headed there? I mean, you, you know, we're, we're, you're, you're sharing with me balloon-type numbers, okay? The difference, though, tremendous amount of cash. And the people that are buying are not, they're not like they were back in the day, blow on a mirror and they can get a loan. Right. You know, if you fog the mirror, we're, we'll give you the money. Perfect. These buyers are real and they're not going to, I think if, if it does collapse, they're not going to be giving their properties away like they did last time. I'll tell you what I'm seeing right now in the Seagrove area as an example oh is, goodness, you know, yeah. people that bought property earlier this year are not wanting to sell it and double their money. So we're not into the flipping stage. They are looking for that place to be because they want to be there. That's right. Because um, I've had people offer double their money, and they've several of them have turned it down. Hmm. So I also see the west western half of 30A where it's less developed than you know the watercolors, the seasides, the um, Water Sound, Rosemary, Alice, and so forth. It's less developed, and prices are much less on that end of 30A. So I would look to see that western half of 30A have a lot more excitement, a lot more sales coming up in the future just because Blue Mountain, buy Dunham more house. Area. I agree. Closer yeah. to the beach for that property, you know, for that, that price point. Sure. Yeah. So, so where does Murray hang out on 30A? Where, where do we find you? Where do you, where do you Chasing like? kids. Yeah, yeah with yeah, two kids a... between my legs saying, hold me, daddy, hold me, daddy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But so I get... spend a lot of time at the house these days. You yeah. know, you used to get find me uh, pretty much in Seaside and, um, you know, Grayton Beach. I loved hanging out on Grayton Beach, the state park next to it, and mm-hmm. kayaking on Western Lake or paddleboarding. And now All I... All right, let's just utopia here. You've got a babysitter. You and your wife are going out. You know, where, where would you go? Where, where would be your thing you'd feel like you're missing right now? We've got some great new restaurants opening up, by the way. Totally. Oh, you gosh, know, yeah. I'm so, really excited about the craft bar oh, coming yeah, down to yeah. 38th area gonna be, there. That's going to be hot. I heard yeah. Stinkies is going to be moving into Redfish Village also. Trebuchet. Uh, the Absolutely. New name yeah, on there, yeah, but we, that yeah. looks exciting as well. But, yep. yeah, no, I, I need to spend more time. What's missing in my life are those walks on the beach, um, 
just to kind of recollect my soul. Um, some walks in the woods with, with and without my children. They're getting to the age now where they're old enough to, I think, have some fun and not uh, say. Yeah, I was kind of living. Stay for us. I, I used right. to live a little vicariously through you, you know, with all your freedom <laughs> and your. You know, the wilderness guy, and he was able to get free a lot, and then he had children. <laughs> and so yeah. then you you just got to go through that zone and, and get through it. And uh, Corey and I were talking about that earlier, but there's nothing better than that either. You the know? good part of having children later in life, I'm 46 now and two and four-year-olds, four so um, the good part about having children later in life is that you got to do all those things that you wanted to do. That's so, right. But now yeah. I need to get back to my roots a little bit and take care of me and, and enjoy some of those walks on the beach with my wife and um, just so that's what get back that's, out to That nature. would be your yeah. dream day, That'd just to walk. Forget day. about a restaurant. Let's just, let's just go for a walk off one of the parks, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's nice. Let's, let's test the guy with, a, uh, with two kids. Did you guys come up with the baby cage? Do you know what I'm talking about? The baby cage. Did you get? That sounds terrible. But we had twins. Is so. that like a no grow box? No, no. This was <laughs> this was the way we would when we were in the living room and could actually get a break from the kids, but we wanted them in the room with us. We moved our furniture around to create a pen oh, yeah. in the living room, yeah. so they could knock it out. Yeah, so like it was a, with furniture. It wasn't like, with like chicken a, wire, like a playpen, yeah, no. like a like a yeah. like a poor dude's playpen. Yeah. So yeah. so my my child was climbing out of the crib at you know one and a half. So yeah. no, that doesn't work. <laughs> the baby cage does work until about one and a half, and then they just start moving the furniture. So. <laughs> yeah. It's cool though. I bet in a sense they 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 do get to play with each other and whatnot. Oh, so. totally. I've got, I've got pictures of jailbreaks from the baby cage and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> and, and you can send any complaints or, uh, you know, uh, parenting tips to, to my wife. She came up with the baby cage. She wasn't <laughs> is that legal even? Or is that baby cage? Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's on right. a website somewhere. It's yeah. not more than two per, per cage, right? Yeah. They have to have, you know, holes in the, in the cardboard. <laughs> so they can breathe. I tell you what, That's a refrigerator terrible. box works pretty well, you know. <laughs> oh, you can make, yeah. you can have a lot of fun with a refrigerator box or any of those big boxes. They love them. Brody's, my son's 10 and still loves that kind of stuff. We you went know? to a superhero four-year-old birthday party a few weeks back, and the mother of the four-year-old was genius. She asked around and got a lot of boxes and wrapped some of them in uh, Spider-Man, like a brick wall kind of paper, you know? Wow. And, um, and they just... piled them up on the back porch, and the superheroes were going crazy, knocking them off the porch. And nice. Two of the girls had to have everything back in place, so they kept putting them back up, and they kept knocking them back off. And it was entertainment funny. for 45 minutes. Wow. Like... Well, let's get, a, let's get a couple of the zinger questions here. Uh, I'm sure uh, Murray's dying to tell us what the best public bathroom on 30A is. Yeah. You know, I used to be the seaside renovated restroom until there was they took the door off. <laughs> One of the stalls. Yeah, well, I think they put the door back on. <laughs> yeah, are you this, talking about on the so I east side, the east side by the rep? Uh, right behind Pizitz. I, I yeah. think they put the, the door it's back all, on. Yeah, it's, it's all fixed. It's all handled. <laughs> yeah, we it's all I done. think we have put out enough static over it where they went ahead and put the I, yeah. I, I'd like to take credit for that. They've got the bulletproof glass back up. It's Everything's bad. good. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good one. The yeah. uh, the back restroom in the South Walton branch library mm. is pretty good by the Ooh. conference room too. It's not always the cleanest, but it's it's well that, that's a nice. first. Tell I, me of this yeah. tell me of this building called a library. What is that? <laughs> It's a, it's a place where you can go and check out some old books. That's <laughs> where smart people and unicorns live. Murray would go there. They have a great children's Murray and section. Murray Beverly would go there. Let me tell you, they have yeah. ukulele. You can go and take ukulele lessons there. There's 
Well, there you Lego kids out for kids or adults or whatever. Bobby's know. leaving right now. <laughs> I'm going surfing. Oh, That's man. hilarious. Yeah. Well, man, I really appreciate uh, finally sitting down with you. And uh, thank you for yeah, thanks for suggesting this. This is awesome. Or, yeah, thanks for having me, Corey. Bobby. And, and it's nice to get a little show in. It's nice to have a real estate show and finally talk about real estate. I agree. <laughs> but 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 he did it in an eloquent way. He did. He did. And uh, the music behind it really drove the point home. I, yeah. It was really Super. great. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, yeah, Maria, it's great, great meeting work, you. Maria. And uh, keep us in touch with what's going on around here. And uh, keep Bobby straight if you can. I don't yeah. think it's possible. I'll thank try. Thank I try. think that's Chandler's job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thanks, man. Corey. Thanks, Thanks guys. Murray. Bye.